0: Hi, this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for taking charge of your health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madge. Lorraine is a 32-year-old business administrator who came to see me for a sunburn that she developed on her face after a one-week summer excursion with her family in Hawaii. She doesn't get out much, she tells me, as her career keeps her quite busy indoors. But she's never had a burn like this before, and she's embarrassed to go back to work looking like an apple, she tells me. Well, it is summertime, and I know what that means. Lots of time spent outdoors for my patients. It's not an uncommon phenomenon during the hot summer months, especially here in sunny Southern California. My sunburn diagnoses are unfortunately more common than I'd like. So let's discuss what actually goes through our mind as physicians when we see patients in the office. It all begins with the history. If you've read my previous articles, you may already be aware that doctors have a very structured evaluation process for each symptom at each visit, hence why some visits are more time-consuming than you'd imagine. It first begins with the patient history. This initially entails perusing the patient chart for their past medical history, and then gathering information about the present history, in this case, the facial rash. So Lorraine is a very healthy young woman. She only suffers from adult acne, a very common diagnosis, believe it or not, in addition to asthma since childhood. She very infrequently uses an as-needed rescue inhaler for her asthma, in addition to a daily antibiotic called minocycline for her acne. She tells me that her rash began after sun exposure while surfing the Hawaiian tides. She used to surf in her 20s and couldn't pass up the chance to ride the waves in one of the sport's most sought-after hot spots. She tells me that she did indeed use sunblock, but that she could have made more of an effort to reapply every two hours as she knows she should. So after gathering the details of the history, we move on to the exam. On exam, Lorraine has some mild, diffuse erythema, which is doctor lingo for redness, on her chest and upper arms, but the worst sun rays seem to have struck her cheek and nose. Thankfully, there is no blistering. The skin is dry, yet it is rather painful to the touch. So after the exam, we move on to my assessment based on the history and the exam. Given her recent sun exposure and that she is a rather healthy young patient, sunburn does seem to be the most likely diagnosis. In addition, Lorraine is taking minocycline, which, like many other acne treatment, is known to cause photosensitivity and increase the risk of sunburn. It completely slipped my mind, Lorraine exclaims as I reminded her that she should avoid the sun like the plague when being treated for acne with minocycline. So after I have researched her past medical history, gathered the present history of her current illness, examined Lorraine's rash, and made my assessment, I then prescribe her my treatment recommendations. So I advise her to, number one, use water-resistant sunblock with SPF 30 or higher. That's the magic number. With both UVA and UVB protection stated on the bottle, and with ingredients either titanium or zinc oxide, which block the sun rays the best. Number two, avoid any further sun exposure. Number three, pick up a prescription for silver sulfadiazine cream. This cream is often used to treat more concerning burns. So I didn't expect to see Lorraine for the sunburn again, but she presented three weeks later with the same exact rash on her face. The burn on her arms and chest seemed to have resolved, however, but the one on her face did not budge. So what else could cause a rash on the face induced by the sun? Well, rosacea is a common skin disorder of the face, with a characteristic redness over the cheeks and central face. It can be exacerbated by the sun. It is more common in lighter-complexioned women over the age of 30. Well, that sounds just like Lorraine medicine sometimes involves some trial and error using a process of elimination. So I prescribe Lorraine a topical antibacterial gel called metronidazole, first-line treatment for rosacea, and ask her to return if she's not improved after using this for a month. And lo and behold, Lorraine returns once again to follow up in clinic in four weeks. And yep, you guessed it, she hasn't had any improvement in her rash. She's also still on that minocycline, which along with the metronidazole gel, should really zap that rosacea. This time, I sent Lorraine for a blood test to rule out some other potential causes of her rash on the face. And I finally have a surprising, less common answer for the red rash on her face. What is it? Well, the answer is lupus. Lupus is an autoimmune disorder when the body produces protein that virtually attacks itself that causes something called a malar rash, a particular rash in the distribution of a butterfly on the central face with a center on the nose and the wings on the cheeks. This is a characteristic rash that can be confused with rosacea and sunburn. And like the two latter, it can also be triggered by the sun. So even though Lorraine did have signs and symptoms of lupus and her blood test was positive, that doesn't necessarily mean that she actually has the disease. I know it sounds complex, but she didn't quite meet all the criteria for lupus. And then I remembered that Lorraine has also been taking minocycline, a medication that also has been associated with the lupus-like condition called drug-induced lupus. That's right. There are certain medications that can induce a milder, often reversible version of lupus. Besides minocycline, these medications include second and third line antihypertensives like hydralazine, diltiazem, methyldopa, anti-seizure drugs like phenytoin and carbamazepine, antimicrobials like rifampine, which is an antibiotic, and so is nitrofurantoin, and herbenafine, which is an antifungal, isonizid, which is treatment for active tuberculosis or its exposure. And then there are a few others, which I'll list for the transcript of this podcast on the Quick and Dirty Tips website's House Call Doctor page. I do want to say that drug-induced lupus is a rare side effect of these medications. Much to her resistance, I asked Lorraine to discontinue the use of minocycline as a trial. And in several weeks, her butterfly rash had completely resolved. In Lorraine's situation, the lupus symptoms were induced by a drug and reversed upon discontinuation. But many patients with true lupus aren't that fortunate. So what is lupus and what are its symptoms and signs? How is it diagnosed? What's the criteria? Well, make sure to tune in next time to learn more about this mysterious disease that can manifest itself in more ways than one. like celiac disease, hypothyroidism, and even syphilis. It can affect numerous organs and hence present in numerous ways. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Called Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. If you've learned anything here today, or simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctors podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call, Doctor. Catch you next time when we discuss lupus in more detail. Have a healthy week.